Hey, welcome to the Hero Collective Podcast, where you'll learn to reinvent your faith, rediscover your unique purpose and identity, and learn to flourish by design. I'm your host, Ian Smith, and I am so glad you joined us. Here's what you need to know. It's time. Welcome to Hero Collective. This would be uh, our going live number two, but welcome to Hero Collective podcast number one, (laughs) if you're joining us and it's just audio. But uh, we're here because the world needs men. Every one of us has a hero on the inside of us. And I believe that we were all designed to thrive in a relationship with God, to find our confidence, our strength, our peace, purely in God, through his son Jesus, empowered by the Holy Spirit, to live out the design that he put on the inside of each of us uniquely. All right, that's my pitch. What we want to talk about today, you've seen, if you've been following along on on, in the group, oh, by the way, I'm sorry, I'm a bit plugged up today, so you just have to bear with me. Thankfully, there's a screen between us right now, one of the beauties of technology as well. But what I want to talk about today, last week we were chatting a little bit about change, about hearing God, about experiencing God, and I want to talk about it again today. But I want to talk about change specifically, transformation. You see, I believe that transformation shouldn't be hard. I believe that there's areas in all of our lives that we long to see change. We long to see habits fall off. We long to see behaviors fall away, right? Patterns of thinking. I mean... Guys, I could tell you story after story. In fact, it's exactly what I live in now. I live right now with what we're walking through as a family or walking through in the world. Are, are you like me and you just find that you either are, let's get real here. You're either numbing yourself through a Netflix documentary or watching shows or by just thinking that your bank account somehow is is flourishing today, or you know you're doing it maybe through other means like alcohol or drugs, if that's the case, which would be terrible. But you're 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 stuck numbing yourself to deal with you know the things that are going on in the world, or you're completely apathetic. You think this world is okay. You think we're all good to go, which I don't know is totally the case. I'm not here to freak anybody out, but. I think that we can see things that are changing in our culture, in our, uh, in our families, what our kids are facing, right? It feels to me, maybe you don't see it. It feels to me like things are changing out in the world. And then, and then maybe in the, in the ditch on the far side is, yeah, you do wake up. You wake up anxious and, or depressed. You're feeling lonely, sad, lost. You're not sure what to do with your life. Like all of these things are things that plague us. Now, if you're the, if you're the, the person that's, that's out there and you're you're struggling with some of these emotions. You're struggling with apathy. Maybe you're struggling with apathy around church. Maybe you're struggling with apathy in your marriage, right? Maybe you're struggling with apathy with your kids. How do we find the fire again? How do we reinvent the fire? And if I'm talking, if you're even listening, I mean, I guess it's safe to assume that if you're listening, you're listening because you want you want something different. You want either a different relationship with God. You're looking for something different. You're looking for community with guys. I, I don't know. I'm assuming that's the case. I'm assuming that's the case. And if you're listening to this and you're kind of falling into it, you're just a guy who's kind of going about life, I'm just gonna encourage you that there's far more for you in the walk with God and your relationship with God, 
far more for you to accomplish on this earth, not because God is looking to have a works program worked out through you, but because he designs you uniquely to walk in a unique area and a unique gifting and a unique calling for your own life. And once you find yourself connected to that, everything changes. Your passions change, your focus changes, your intentionality changes, your finances change. I believe it with all my heart. So what are we going to talk about today is I believe that one of the things we ache the most for as men is change, transformation. We see that there's areas of our life that we don't like. Maybe there's rough edges of our personality we see that are, are affecting our relationships, our kids, our wives at work, right? We see that anger thing come up. We see that, that depression thing kind of come on to us every once in a while. We see the apathy thing. We just experience uh, areas of our life that we don't love. We don't think are that awesome, right? Maybe you just feel like the faith fire's kind of gone out a little bit. You know, and, and maybe you're going to church and maybe you're just feeling a little bit frustrated with how things are going or feeling like you there was a time in your life that you, you know, you felt a little more fired up and you're not sure where the fire's gone. You know, when we feel uncomfortable about the world around us or how we are in the world, about our relationships, when we feel like we're not, in a sense, measuring up. You know what I think? Genesis 128 is a dominion mandate that was put on each and every one of us. When we were created, God said, go have dominion. And I think that it's a natural inclination of God's dominion mandate on the inside of us. So we were built to carry. That is why sometimes we find that we are, we, we feel we run up against uh, ideologies or narratives in life that we think are wrong, that get us fired up, or we, or we get discouraged with our own selves because we can't break through in a certain area. I want to say this to you. I believe wholeheartedly that you and I were destined and actually created to be able to transform and it shouldn't be hard. And that's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about life transforming those areas of your life, limiting beliefs, behaviors. And I know you've heard this stuff before. You've probably read, if you've been interested in change or personal development, you've probably read this before. But I'm going to, I'm going to throw at you some thoughts that maybe you've never thought before. Okay, I have been somebody who has... I still have rough edges. <laughs> I still have lots of things that I'm on the journey to see change in my life. And I, for a long time, got really frustrated feeling like things weren't changing. And I'll tell you, I, and there's still some areas of my life, but I'm like, gosh, I can't seem to break through there. But I'll tell you what I have now is a framework. And, a, and, a, and this framework is fueling my faith to see change across every area of my life. Now, I may have not arrived yet, but I don't know if we do arrive. I think it's the journey and the joy of the journey that we get to exercise ourselves outworking our faith in Christ, becoming more like Christ every single day, that that it's okay for us to feel a little bit of that discontent about we haven't arrived yet. We need to be okay. We need to be okay in that discontent, but not be okay staying there. Be okay continuing to pursue God. And that's what I want to talk about. Pursuing God for change in our life and transformation. Change starts with knowing and experiencing the truth. Jesus said, when you know the truth, the truth will set you free. Now, you're going to hear me say this over and over. When you're reading your Bible, what you're going to realize is that basically, if you dig a little deeper, the word know, K-N-O-W, know in New Testament, it doesn't just mean knowledge that hits us in the head. It's knowledge that's experiential. Now, this, this is a main premise to how we are going to walk into the transformation that we actually desire, okay? 
We were designed to change. We were designed to know the truth, to hear and experience the truth of God. And that's what brings change in our life. And we're going to talk a little bit about that in the book of Ephesians today. So it starts with knowing and experiencing the truth. You shall know and experience the truth. That word know, that's what it means. You shall know and experience the truth and your knowing and experiencing of the truth shall set you free. That sounds interesting, doesn't it? Most of us think if we just do what the Bible says, then we will experience freedom. But it actually says you can experience the truth of God before you're set free. It's the experience of the truth. So what is that? Let's talk about that. We're going to talk about that in the book of Ephesians. So I said that there's a bit of a recipe. I find that I don't look at the Bible like a textbook. I look at it like a guidebook. I look at it like a a guidebook, a workbook that's full of case studies. It's full of, of principles. Yes. But in this instance, I love how Paul sometimes lays out to us. Have you ever watched, if you've seen this, the book of Romans, he does the same thing. He talks about, if you read it, if you read it closely enough and you catch it, Paul gives us the pathway to transformation. And and that's what I want to talk about today. So I'm going to jump in because we're already 12.09 and i got to finish this in five minutes. So here we go. We're going to throw this at you. You can read it yourself. I'm going to read out of the Amplified Bible. Here's what it says in verse 17. For I always pray to the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, he may grant you the spirit of wisdom and revelation, Okay, of, no, of insight into mysteries and secrets in the deep and intimate knowledge of him. I'm going to stop right there. Okay, Paul's praying that we would have uh, insight into mysteries and secrets in the deep and intimate knowledge of God. Okay, I want to start right here. Any change in your life or mine will start in intimacy with the Father. When you look at this and you see that it's mysteries and secrets is what Paul is saying that are, we are designed to know mysteries and secrets, mysteries and secrets. When somebody wants to tell you a secret, what do you do? You usually look to see if there's anyone around. It's usually very intimate. It's one-on-one or maybe you're leaning in and someone's speaking into your ear. Hey, I've got a secret. And they've got to, they've got to speak to you intimately because they don't want the world to see mysteries and secrets, mysteries and secrets. It sounds like an invitation to intimacy in the deep and intimate knowledge of him. So again, mysteries and secrets in the deep and intimate knowledge of God, your transformation starts in intimacy. So we often ache to see the power for change in our own lives. I'm telling you right now, it starts with intimacy with the father. Okay. Number three, I just want to say this because this is that I I hear people mess this up all the time when they're reading in in their Bible and they pray this prayer. So he said, Paul said, I pray to God, the Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, to grant you a spirit of wisdom and revelation, okay, in the deep and intimate knowledge of him. Here's what it says. By having the eyes of of your heart flooded with light, by having the eyes of your heart flooded with light, here's what's so important. People pray this all the time. They think that what Paul is praying is that their eyes would be enlightened. But I want to read this out of a different, a Greek translation, okay? Here's what it says. It says, uh, the Lord, that, I might, that he might give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the sphere of a full knowledge of him. Here's what it says. The eyes of your heart being in an enlightened state. When you come to God, you are designed to hear from him. You're designed to experience him. The Greek tense of this passage, it actually suggests, doesn't suggest, it states explicitly, you and I have already got our eyes, the eyes of our heart are open. Come on, 
How exciting is that? Every time you step in and you position yourself to hear from God and experience Him, you can do so with the confidence. There's nothing in the way of you having your heart flooded with light so that you can know God, His mysteries, His secrets. So much, I believe, of what keeps us and holds us back is us. We do not believe we can hear God. We don't believe we can experience God. And I'm sorry to throw this out there, but I think there's so many faith traditions, Christian denominations, there's so many churches that cloud this. It is not hard to hear from God, but it is something we need to practice. And you're going to hear more about that. So I got to keep going here. So God wants to speak to you intimately, mysteries and secrets in intimacy with you. But know this, when you come to God, your the eyes of your heart, the eyes of your understanding, they're already enlightened. You can expect God to speak to you. And what can you expect him to hear? The hope in which he's called you, right? So it says that you can know and understand the hope to which he's called you. What is the hope that he's called you to? The hope that he's called you to. Part of it, if not, I think one of the most foundational parts of it is your design. Who he created you to be. When you come to God in intimacy, he's going to share with you deep secrets, helping you to understand who you really are. The truth of who you really are. And that means in a general sense that you are a son. So if you're believing a lie, he's going to affirm that you are a son of his. If you're believing something that's that you believe a lie about him or yourself, he's going to speak to you in truth. He wants to speak to you about your general identity, but he also wants to re reveal to you your unique identity. Every single one of us has a unique identity in God. Look through the Bible. See how God, when he translate, when he transforms people's lives, he changes their name. They go through a, a name change. Okay, we're going to stop right there because that's, that's a whole nother, a whole nother ball game. The hope to which you're called to. He, he's calling you to hope. He's calling. He has a calling for each and every one of us. And we can find hope in the calling that he has called us into. Yes, called as sons. Yes, called as sons of God. Yes, called to serve him. Yes, called to love him. But called in a unique identity. And then it says, that so we would know our our eyes being flooded with light you were designed to know your unique calling and identity he has called you how rich his glorious inheritance is in the in the saints i love what this other bible says again this greek version says uh and to know the eyes of your son being lightened a view to what the hope of his calling is for you what is the wealth of the glory of his in, in his inheritance in the saints his inheritance in you, the glory of the inheritance that's in you, the glory, the value, the glory is the weightiness, that weightiness of God. Tell me that that doesn't speak, that he wants to tell you and help you to know how valuable you are to him, how loved you are, how significant you are to him. Man, listen, this isn't mamby-pamby stuff. To get connected with God and have your heart full of his love, his significance, and his value. I'll tell you, if it's not there, if it's not full there, guess what? You're going to try to find it somewhere else. You're going to try to find a, a way to numb yourself so that you don't ache for it. Guys, we have to start. Ah, woo, ah. We have to start in intimacy with God, knowing that we can come to him with our eyes of our heart, enlightened, already ready to receive the truth of who he is, the mysteries, the intimate knowledge of him and who we are, the hope of our calling, the glory, the great glory, right? The glory 
How rich his glorious inheritance is in the saints. How rich it is. What is the glory that he actually sees in us, in us as his saints, so that we can know and understand what is the immeasurable and uh, and unlimited and surpassing greatness of his power in and for us who believe. You and I ache for the power of change. The power to change, if you look at this, let's reverse engineer it. The power to change comes when we know our unique value, significance, and love from Him. When we know our unique value and significance, our love from Him, and we know our hope and our calling, that comes from intimacy with Him, where He shares intimate secrets about Him and about you and I. That is where we can gain the power to see transformation. If you read the rest of this chapter, and I'm going to close right here, it says, which he exerted in Christ when he raised from the dead and seated him above his own right hand in heavenly places. He's giving us an example of the type of power that we can expect to have happen in our life. And when you read through this, you read it from verse 20 to the verse one in chapter two, and this is where I'm gonna start. It says, and you he made alive when you were dead, slain by your trespasses and sins. His whole point, Paul's whole point in using this reference is to tell you that the same way that the power of God changed Jesus in his state from death to life is the same way he wants you to think about the power that's available to work in you and me today. That's it. But where does it start? It starts in intimacy. It starts when we know God, when we come to him and we come to him knowing that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him and he has, he has something for us, that he wants to speak truth to us. God is not out there condemning us. Jesus is not condemning us. He's speaking us the truth in love. He's telling us who we really are, who he really is. And when we experience him in intimacy and the truth of those, the truth of the intimacy of the thoughts that he's sharing with us. Let me say that again. When we experience in intimacy with him, the truth of what those, those thoughts hold, what the thoughts he has for us hold. When we experience that truth, it begins to set us free then. And then we walk out our life experiencing the freedom that he has planned for us. Okay, I'm done. Listen, we're going to keep talking about this. We're going to keep talking about this. But I'm putting a general call out there. In the next coming days, I'm going to be asking for some guys to work with. And I want to do some piloting. Listen, I'm part of this group is is to gather guys together but if you're out there and you're you're hungry to hear god experience god you're hungry to start the path of transformation in your life you want to know that you know that you hear god maybe you've gone to church and you're like i don't know if i hear him i'm not sure if i've ever experienced him i want to understand and know what my unique identity is i'm going to put a call out here soon you can watch for it but i'm going to be looking for two or three guys who want to pilot just a, 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 I don't even want to call it a program. I want a pilot working with me because I want to do this on a one-on-one basis and in a group basis. And I want to do this for men all over the place. I've done it for men in our church. I've done it for men that I know through small group. I've done it with men in different ways. I've done it online in Zoom. I want to work with men who want to discover their unique identity and learn to hear and experience God. And if that's you, watch out, watch for a post in the group. I'm going to be putting an opportunity in the, in the, in the group if you want to work together because I want to begin crafting and honing uh, 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 for lack of a better term, a program that's going to see guys start to step into everything that they've called, they're called to. So if that's you, 
Let that roll around with you. Wait for it. I'd love to talk to you about it. For now, upwards and onwards, onwards and upwards, let's go after who God made us to be and we'll talk again soon. Have a good one.